everybody. We are back for another episode of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My name is Josh Kuypers. My name is Anthony Hookman. And we are going to talk episode 308 today. Uh, Anthony, how are things going there? Uh, I think this is this is our uh, first episode since your little housewarming party. Yes. Uh, yeah, we saw each other for the first time in person. And Holy man. Uh, something like 20 months, I think somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. Like you hadn't, you hadn't even met one of my kids yet. Yeah. Uh, so actually you might, <laughs> you I hadn't met been any high- of your kids yet. <laughs> oh, you've never met any of my kids. I hadn't been around them. No. Yeah. I suppose we never really hang out in <laughs> family, uh, situations. It's mostly, you know, like right. high school buddies getting <laughs> together. So well, there you go. There's all my kids. You've yeah. uh, you've caught up in a hurry, but yeah, nice little but, nice little housewarming party you had there. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was a good time. We were we were happy you came. I was telling the Ericsons last weekend because I got to see. Shout out to the Ericsons, friends of the show, friends of the show. That uh, so your oldest. I won't say their names because I don't want to <laughs> dox your kids. Sure, I've probably uh, said your them, oldest. But it's fine. Yep. <laughs> Your oldest, right off the bat, gave her the Sasha Banks action figure. So I won her over right away. Boom. Yeah, that was money. Yep. Benny Kenny took a little bit warmer to, or well, shoot, the youngest. <laughs> <laughs> took, took a little bit longer uh, to warm up to him. And then the middle one, I was like, ah, wasn't sure, wasn't sure. And then the, uh-huh. right before you guys left, she came right up to me and just gave me a big old, like, huge <laughs> grin. out. Oh, <laughs> it was just nice. shaking her head around. Nice. Good stuff, and then she was making faces at me and stuff. So I think I boom. I think I made made a connection with all three of them. So nice work, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They can they can all be shy for a minute, but uh, they're pretty sociable kids. So so way to put in the effort and yeah. not oh. not to give up right away. You didn't give up. <laughs> you stuck in there, and yeah, they uh, they talk about Anthony and Angie now. In fact, we were oh. in Sioux Falls like a probably a week later uh, mm-hmm. with the fam. Um, we took just a little day trip to do some Sioux Fallsy family things, right. and uh, we drove past your place, and and one of them pointed out the window and said, "There's Anthony and Angie's house." So <laughs> yes. they they remembered. That's pretty good for them. Uh, that I is can't good. Remember which yeah, one it was, uh, either the five year old or the three year old. So that's very way, that's very pretty impressive, impressive. Yeah. So you made an impact. Way to go. Uh, yeah. 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 Had our had a little housewarming party. You guys came meant a lot and. Had a good time. I feel like, uh, you know, we people that couldn't make it have kind of asked like how it went and uh, our reaction has been, you know, it, after about 1230, uh, it was kind of an all day event. Yeah. And after about 1230 uh, p.m., it was a steady flow that was enough. Like it was never too many people, but <laughs> yeah. it was never so few that it was like weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perfect. So, so you hit the sweet spot. That's, exactly. That's yeah. We really, really nailed it. That's as good as you can hope for, for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I appreciated seeing in person. I've probably seen Snapchats of most of it, but all the uh, uh, South Dakota and South Dakota political memorabilia uh, nice. around your house. Uh, <laughs> very good. Very, very intense. Quite the collection. We we uh, just got some more over this last weekend. We went to to Pier, yeah. and we stopped in uh we stopped in Chamberlain. And I gotta tell you, there is two excellent uh, antique stores on Main Street, Chamberlain, oh, South Dakota. Right? Nice. And we got one of those. You know those lamps. My grandma had them when they were when we were really young. That like you you touch them to turn them yes, on. Absolutely. Um, we got one of those, but the shades of it are Mount Rushmore in glass. Oh my gosh, <laughs> um, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah, and then we've got 
we found a, a corn palace like framed photo that we're gonna hang up. We oh, bought, beautiful. and then I got a. Uh, I'll get. I'll I'll quick grab it because you'll you'll like yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had two of the three. We did. I don't know where Angie put the corn palace one, but uh, so we have a we have a bar in our apartment. So I'm always looking for good, you know, relatively cheap uh, bar stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I found this bar mirror for passport scotch. Oh wow! Um, it's got, yeah, <laughs> got like got, uh, <laughs> got a gondola guy down there. Oh sure. Yeah. So passport scotch. What is it? Because. Because uh, you, you enjoy, enjoy first class. <laughs> yeah, so very classy. Very good stuff. And then uh, Angie also found this one. And it was funny because she was like, ah, should I buy this? Is this? Yeah. She's like, should I buy this one? Uh, I don't know. And then she picked, <clears throat> she pulled it off the wall and like the thing it was hanging on fell. <laughs> so she's like, well, I guess it's meant to be. This is the one to buy. We've got uh, not South Dakota political, but the, the U.S. capital. <laughs> That's very yeah. nice. That that frame alone is pretty sweet. Yeah. So nice work. Found some found some real great stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I mentioned to you. I found the my Bill Janklow poster framed and signed, oh, but uh, yeah, it's a hard sell on the, <laughs> the, the guy, fella that had that. The so. guy wasn't having it. Yeah, that's that's okay. It had somebody yeah. else's name on it. So right, exactly. Not not yeah be even cooler if it was just bill but yeah well Well, nice work we uh we plan on going to chamberlain sometime this summer uh for my my oldest is still really into learning about native american culture and they got the octa lakota uh native american museum there at the Mm -hmm. saint joseph uh boys school indian school i think it's indian school yeah so i will uh we'll have to hit up those two antique stores yes hit those up and also you'll want to stop by on the easternmost exit uh there's that um convenience store that's attached to a uh, dairy queen Uh uh-huh and they have 4.99 banger trucker hats those were 4.99 Four ninety nine a piece oh wow five dollars south dakota trucker hats i might yeah i might have to might have to check those out can't beat them good (laughs) Well, um, it was great to see you. Uh, yeah. Let's try and keep it less than 20 months next time. But <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> uh, as long as there are no global pandemics, we might we should be able to make that happen. So, <laughs> especially with you in uh, Sioux Falls now, that makes things, yeah. that, that'll make things a little easier. Yeah, that's kind of the thing that we've discovered. It's kind of a blessing and a curse, uh, especially coming off of a global pandemic is like, probably our biggest challenge with like just seeing people in Brookings outside of our like friend group up there is that like, it's just so far out of the way. Like you don't yeah. go to Brookings for other things. Like right. you go to Sioux Falls for everything. And right. then we exactly. just happen to also be there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. <laughs> yep. We'll make it happen. Sounds good. Uh, Anthony, you got to ask you tonight, what you drinking? Yeah, I've got a, um, well, speaking of the, the housewarming party we had, Mike, <laughs> so we already had a fridge, overstocked with beer uh-huh. um, and my college roommate brought over a six pack of old Milwaukee light. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so that's Kenny clearing those beer out right of the, there. Uh, yeah. Clearing those out of the fridge. So getting those drank. Uh, how is it? I haven't uh, had an old Milwaukee light in like 10 years. So it's I don't a light know. beer. They all taste the same to me. Like, yeah, sure. You know, it's, it's, it's not bad. Yep. Right on. <laughs> what do you got uh, over there? Yeah. Well, I've been camping pretty extensively, so that's kind of just like a slow and steady 
flow of beer uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout. So <laughs> tonight I'm I'm not even going alcoholic. I'm going with uh with a nice soda pop. Oh, nice. uh, <laughs> a Dr. Pepper and cream soda, zero sugar, uh, soda here. And yeah. I got to tell you, uh, it's delicious. I'm a little worried about the caffeine content drinking it this late at night, but you know, yeah. we'll, uh, anything for the podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, with that, let's get into our episode. All right. This is episode 308, episode eight of season three. It is entitled New York. New York. It aired November 19th of 2008. Uh, Movie Dude 1, is he with us still? You know it. Okay, good. Let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> Tammy considers new living surroundings, while Eric considers a temporary replacement for Mac, who collapses on the field during practice. Tyra considers her options between following her dream and following her boyfriend while Jason considers investing his share of the profits from flipping Buddy Garrity's house and his future by taking a trip to the East Coast. <laughs> okay. A lot of considering going on. There's a lot of considerations uh, happening. Felt pretty concise just on first listen. Felt like he kept things pretty going with the, with the considers theme. Yeah, never, never lost track of it, as he typically <laughs> tends to do in those two sentences. Um, last sentence is a bit of a run-on. Yeah. I didn't feel like any of the considers were were too big of a stretch, either. No. Um, he wasn't, like, trying to force a square peg into a round hole or anything like right. that. So, right. So, the run-on is not great, but... Other than and for him, it's pretty good. It's it's pretty coherent. I feel I think like this is a, a strong seven. I think I think we got to go with a seven because not yeah he he attempts the theme and he actually pulls it off. So uh, kudos to you, movie dude one. This is one of your better showings. Uh, we salute you. We're gonna give you a seven. All right. This episode starts out with a scene of our clown car of idiots uh, <laughs> celebrating their real estate victory. Yes. Having a few beers, they <laughs> go kind of around the circle and talk about what they're going to do with the money that they made. Yeah. And I think that they have wildly uh, incorrect um, <laughs> takes on <laughs> what this like $10,000 each is going to get them <laughs> that they, I guess, profited at least. Um, yeah. Billy thinks he has enough money for Mindy to quit the landing strip. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> like your, your $14,000 uh, equals her lifetime pay of stripping. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm guessing Mindy makes better money than that. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Herc makes some crack about either he's going to do one of two things. He's either going to buy an or build an orphanage or see how many margaritas $14,000 can buy. Tim, do, I don't think we heard from Tim on this. I don't think we? we hear from Tim, no, because uh, we get to Jason. Yeah, who, Jason kind of throws a bit of a downer a little bit into, yeah. the, into the mix. Um, but he says he's going to move out east. We finally found out find out where East is. Yes, uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. And gonna become a sports agent in New York and move in with Noah and Aaron. To which Tim responds, Why would you want to leave Texas? 
And Jason replies that it's because it's not about Texas anymore. It's about Aaron and Noah, which I feel like is supposed to be a profound line right. moment like, of maturity. Yep. Yeah. Where I feel like I'm always talking about a turning point for Jason, but I feel like this is another turning point <laughs> for Jason. It's not about Texas anymore. It's about taking care of his kid and his kid's mom. How much attitudes have changed in just two short years. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, next we see Katie McCoy pressuring Tammy into buying a house. Yeah. It is Tammy's dream house as she describes it. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. McCoy, old mom McCoy is, she's pushing it real hard. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's saying this is a really nice house. Uh, you're going to want to make an offer. She tries to get her like make an offer basically on the mm-hmm. spot without talking to coach. Like even if you're a pushy real estate agent, are you really pushing someone who's supposed to be your friend into making an offer on a house without consulting your spouse? Yeah, it's. I feel like Joe McCoy would not stand for that in their relationship. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine if Mom McCoy bought a house oh without letting my Joe? Gosh, know? the stud of suds would not be happy. He runs a tight ship. So Tammy is obviously very interested in this, but she resists Katie McCoy and doesn't make an offer on the spot. Needs to talk to Coach. Cash is leaving on his rodeo tour. And yeah. so he and Tyre are figuring all that out. Um, yeah, he he's he's going on tour. He's seems unsure about if he's even going to return. Like he doesn't really give Tyra a straight answer about like coming back to Dylan. So yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's a, he's a wild one and, uh, don't know. He's not even going to be pinned down on if he's going to come back and see this girl that he supposedly wrapped around his finger at least. Yeah. Uh, he wants Tyra to come with him and again, let's, well, okay. So Tyra's probably 18 ish now. Um, but anyway, she's still in high school and this, yeah, what, 25, 26 year old guy. Yeah. Wants, old as Billy Riggins. Yeah. Wants Tyra to drop out of high school and come on rodeo tour with him. So Tyra says she can't, she turns him down because, uh, she has a college interview coming mm-hmm. up that she obviously needs to go to. Um, I will say this was like a, this was like a really beautiful shot. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you noticed that. Like, I did. It was like I think this. It was kind of like golden hour sunset ish, mm-hmm. and some just some like wide zoomed out shots of them in the back of their truck. Mm-hmm. It really captured kind of that like small town. I, I, it looked like something that could be South Dakota, but definitely yeah. Texas. But uh, yeah, rural, I don't know. Out wide in the wide open feel. Yeah, kinda. yeah, kind of tugs at my heartstrings a, a little bit. <laughs> Uh, felt a little nostalgic there for, for the high school days, but, um, so yeah, beautiful shot aside, it's, it's not necessarily beautiful for their relationship. Uh, seems all very concerning, uh, for yeah. Tyra. Like, yeah, <laughs> she doesn't you're, even know going to come back. You're watching this scene and just going like, Ugh. come on. I mean, already we've, we've expressed our concerns about cash. Yeah. Um, and I'll tell you, as this episode goes on, I'm less and less uh, advocating for him. And he was already pretty low on my list. So, yeah. Yep. He's not putting 
putting a very good argument forth for his relationship with Tyra. Next, we are at practice and the receivers are not doing a very good job for QB1 JD McCoy. Yeah, they're all struggling. Um, Matt's on the sidelines kind of, you know, putting him on blast. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's kind of chewing out the receivers for for not knowing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, just to kind of make a point, he steps out and says, well, you know, watch this. I'll do it. Uh, goes out there, sure enough, runs a runs himself a solid route and and outperforms the the current wide receivers. Yeah, and you know, I think it's just just long enough we focus on this to go. Oh, maybe Matt Saracen will play wide receiver, but we don't get to spend very much time with that thought. Nope. Uh, <laughs> no, we 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 need an important plot point to happen, and so let's just give Mac McGill uh, a cardiac episode. <laughs> so Mac McGill collapses right there on the field. They call nine one one. It's looking pretty serious. Meanwhile, Jason Street and Timothy Riggins are in New York. They are uh, seeing the sights. They're trying to get going. Uh, really looking like a couple of yokels in the big city. Yeah, yeah, they are, and just hilariously struggling with the New York lifestyle. Yeah, um, they have no idea what they're doing. Everything they could get wrong, they do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what What do they all do? They they go to buy a hot dog and hand them a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> yeah, yep. for a hot dog. They call a taxi cab over and like basically lean into the taxi cab and the taxi taxi drivers ticked. Get your hands yeah. off my cab. Yep. Uh, they stop a guy on the street and ask him where he bought his suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Paul Stewart is where he bought his suit. Uh, so they try to make their way to Paul Stewart. They're asking everybody, hey, do you know where Paul Stewart is? Uh, which is just like such a foreign thing nowadays. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, less than 15 years later, like yeah. a smartphone. <laughs> Uh, would fix that in a hurry. But they eventually find their way to Paul Stewart, find a suit they really like. It is like over $1,800 yeah. or something like that. So, it's a, yeah, an outrageous uh, amount. So that's not going to work. But they do find uh, a little shop where they can get two suits for 125 or the whole package uh, for 200 bucks. two suits, two shirts, two socks, uh, belt and shoes, I think for 200 bucks. Yep. So that's more in their price range. Um, so they go ahead and do that, but, uh, street kind of starts to get cold feet a little bit, uh, starts to wonder if, yeah, what if Aaron doesn't take me in? What if she, what if she says no? And I think Tim says something along the lines of like, well, you're just going to have to make sure she doesn't say no, or maybe Jason mm. says that. I'm not sure, but, yeah. um, during the scene, we also do get a music cue. Um, Ooh, which nice. I made note of uh, 20th yes. Century Boy by T-Rex. One of Ooh. those songs that uh, I've always known, but not known. Sure. Yeah. Like it's, it's one of those songs that's used a lot uh-huh. um, in, in media. Actually, there is a version of it to call back to the last episode um, that I noticed. Actually, this was when I was like, okay, I got to figure out what the frick this song is. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a like, uh, a version of it used in the Truman show when they're at like oh, no the way. high, when he's like in high school and they're at like a high school dance, like the high school band is playing it. Okay. 
and yeah, we get the uh, the T Rex version. I think it goes further back. T Rex's version, I believe, is a cover as well. But what the heck? I googled 20th Century Boy, and T Rex comes up. JoJo comes <laughs> up, and Def Leppard all come up. So yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, the, apparently a pretty popular song. Popular like song, you're saying. Yeah. T-Rex. Oh, they're old. I didn't realize that. Yeah, they're like mid to late 70s. Yep. Yep. That's what it looks like. Okay. Well, thanks for noting that musical cue. I did not catch that. Uh, Yeah. So kind of reset themselves. Just going to have to make sure she doesn't say no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. We get a little scene of of coach and buddy visiting Mac in the hospital. Yeah. Um, I didn't take too many notes on this, but I did get a quote from buddy. I don't oh know if you gosh. also noted this yeah, one. <laughs> I, I noted a quote. Yes. As they're about to leave buddy, uh, kind of condescendingly tells Mac, why don't you take a, a drink of water out of your new flexi straw? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like it was very condescending, but like, <laughs> I don't even like. I don't even understand why he would say such a thing. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it was very weird, but it, it got a laugh out of, of both Angie and I. Yeah, I think it was. So I think it's kind of connected. Now that I think about it, it's probably kind of connected to the very next thing that Buddy says. I think it was just a way to, for make Buddy to seem like he actually cared a little right. bit about Mac McGill, uh, because as before they even get out of the room. They're like walking out of the door and buddy says, all right, back to business. We need to replace Mac McGill. (laughs) Um, So yeah, they got to get another coach on the sidelines and buddy is quick to endorse uh, JD McCoy's quarterback coach, Wade Aikman for Uh the temporary job. Uh, Coach is not crazy about the idea. Um, but buddy says, Hey, I'm just talking on behalf of the boosters here. And, uh, coach makes some comment about Joe McCoy being one of the boosters and buddy offhandedly calls Joe McCoy smiling Joe, which was was good. Got chocolate. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they got to figure out, figure that situation out before Friday, obviously. Um, we do get a, a short scene with Tammy and Tyra just talking college plans, talking about uh, Tyra's upcoming interview. Yeah, Tammy kind of goes out of her way to say how much she uh, is proud, how how proud she is of Tyra and all the work she's been putting in and yeah, how dedicated she is staying. She's got back on course. Um, we see Matt Saracen bringing coach some some sort of football document Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, over to the Taylor household coach assumes that Matt is there for Julie. Mm -hmm. So I think coach is like watering his lawn or something like that. (laughs) Julie. When really Matt is just trying to bring up the, the conversation of him playing wide receiver (laughs) um, moving over to that position. Uh, So he finally wedges it in there with coach yeah. trying to move him along to Julie. Um, coach isn't really having that idea though. He, yeah, it's, you know. it's pretty funny how he, cause he's like watering the lawn or something. Right. And <laughs> yes. he's, 
He's kind of like, you know, Matt's like, oh, you know, I was thinking maybe I could move over to receiver. And coach is like, yeah, I don't know about that. Julie! (laughs) 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 Just just really trying to cut the conversation short. Yeah, not interested at all. (laughs) No. Uh, So, Jason works up the nerve. He shows up at the sports agency in New York City to talk to Mr. Halbert, um, who he met at a Panthers game uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, And so he shows up at the desk and he kind of gets a rude awakening a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right away. The secretary is like, Oh no, you don't have an appointment. Like, no, I can't just let you into his office or whatever. Yeah. And then Jason kind of fights back says, well, no, no, he, he knows me like, Tell him it's so-and-so's friend from Texas. Yeah. And sure enough, right away, it kind of gives you hope because he comes out and, you know, oh, why don't you come into my office? Yeah. And looks looks pretty surprised to see him, though. Yes. Like, kind of oh, like, yeah. WTF, it's, it's what very obvious. are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. It's very obvious from the get-go that this is not going to go well uh, yeah. in, among the protraction. And yeah, then in the office, basically tells Jason to f- off. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like kind of straight in a, up. In a few more words, but not many. No. Uh, he, uh, Jason starts trying to like explain why he's there and the situation, everything. And the dude like basically cuts him off, like, hey, shut up. Like, <laughs> This is ridiculous. Yeah. You're kind of an idiot. You're he straight up says you're living in a dream world. Mm. Uh, the people who apply for entry level positions at this agency are Harvard graduates. So why do you think you can show up here and get a job? And he says, uh, the only reason that I let you in here is because your buddy Wendell screwed me over and signed with some big, fancy, glitzy sports agency when he said he was going to sign with me. So I was hoping you could give me some information mm-hmm. about Wendell. That's the only reason I even let you in here. Um, not looking good for Jason at this point. <clears throat> yeah, no, it's not great. Do you think anybody... Okay. Obviously, some people do. But I feel like when people t- say like, hey, if you're ever in this random place that nobody ever, well, New York City, when somebody says, hey, if you're ever uh, in my neck of the woods, look me up. You got a place to stay or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like most, probably 85% of the time that is made as a very empty promise. Like, nobody's actually going to take me up on this. So it's just 85%, huh? I okay. I think it depends on the person and yes. the situation. Well, okay, not that it's not honest, but right. I think eighty-five percent of the time you don't expect anybody to ever actually take sure. you up on it. Okay, that's that's yeah, what I'm okay. trying to say. I'll, I'll I'll maybe give you that. Sure, you are a very hospitable person, and so I feel <laughs> like when you say it, you would legitimately mean it. Um, but I feel like most of the time, and I sure. think that's even like a. That's even like a an episode of The Office as well, sure. like where, <laughs> yeah, Michael actually takes someone up on that, and it's very awkward, um, right? But anyway, Halbert definitely did not mean it. Yeah, he for mean sure it. didn't mean 
uh, show up and ask me for a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, I mean, he did, to be fair, in his that episode that he showed up in, he was like, oh, yeah, this is what I did. And, like, he did make it actually sound like, mm. you know, um, but for him to just just show up, like, you know, is still pretty dumb. Yeah. But. Yeah. Maybe, maybe at least call ahead. Maybe yeah. at least in the very least in, in the, the very least an appointment. Yeah. yeah. Very awkward. Very awkward scene. Uh, pretty crushing for Jason. Yeah. We get a, a short scene about or with Tammy telling coach about the house. You know, uh, Katie McCoy showed me yeah. this house. It's got every, it's our dream house. We've got everything. Yeah. Uh, coach is not thrilled about the idea. No, he, he's not. He's very skeptical as usual of the McCoys in, in right before this, even Tammy is like coach is kind of griping about the assistant coach situation and about how they want him to pick Wade Aikman. And Tammy was like, Hey, maybe you should pick Wade Aikman. Um, which obviously isn't going to sit well with, with coach, uh, especially when Tammy, when he finds out that Tammy is that Katie McCoy is trying to get Tammy to buy a, yeah. a house. So yeah, coach is not happy about the house situation. He's not happy about the Wade Aikman situation. He's not happy with the McCoys in general. Um, he seems very skeptical of the house. We get another scene of Jason and Tim walking around New York. This time they're in Times Square and uh, Jason is feeling pretty dejected, pretty, pretty crushed by the whole situation. Uh, I do have a quote here from Tim Riggins. Let's take a beat here. Where are we? Times Square. Big Apple. Taking a big bite out of it. <laughs> you know what else? We got Gypsy tonight. It's got strippers in it. <laughs> so Tim uh, Tim is trying to look on the bright side here. Uh, they're in New York, and he is very excited about this Broadway show, which apparently has uh, nudity in it, which yeah. Tim can just go to the landing strip anytime he wants. Right. Uh, we've seen that. Well, but, but, you know, he's seen all of that. This is a new. <laughs> some art, some yeah. artistic nudity, I guess. Yeah, this is new. New, uh, new nudity, some bodies he hasn't seen yet. <laughs> I guess so. so. But Jason doesn't really want to be cheered up at this point. He's pretty down. Yeah, yeah. He's being a being a real Debbie Downer. Just, uh, just, uh, <laughs> he he really has either like extreme like optimism or extreme pessimism. He doesn't really have a middle ground. Like, yeah, it's, it's just no, not a good way to live your life, uh, no. Jason. No, he set extremely high expectations for what was going to happen. And when those ridiculously high expectations were not met, uh, the, his entire world came crashing down in that moment. But uh, Tim tells him to, like, listen, quit complaining. Uh, what do you, yeah, do what you got to do. Go get Wendell. Tell him why he's making a bad decision and get him to sign with the agency and then they'll have no choice but to give you a job. <laughs> Which is also a terrible idea. <laughs> also wildly optimistic. Yes. Uh, but I will say, better plan than Jason. So Yes, that's I, true. I appreciate the outlook of if there's something wrong, if there's a problem, then do what you got to do to fix it instead of sitting around complaining about it. Mm -hmm. um, so... Uh, there's some new optimism uh, in the the Jason and 
Tim uh, scene. Meanwhile, back at practice, Coach uh, Taylor asks Wade yep. to be the assistant coach, take over Mac McGill's position temporarily. Yeah. Um, Very clear. Temporarily. Yep. And Wade agrees, accepts the the position. Yep, they agree there can be no special treatment for mm-hmm. for JD. Also that, yep. Um, but they seem to be on the same page with that. So uh they lock that in. We see Matt and Julie together. Uh <laughs> Matt asks Julie, so like, does your dad hate me now? <laughs> um Julie says, you know, hey, is this about like the wide receiver thing? Uh, he doesn't hate you. He's just stubborn. You just need to to keep working on him. It works for me. So, yeah, just uh, be persistent. Yep. So that's Matt's new new game plan via Julie for getting the wide receiver thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Tyra at her interview. Yeah, just about to be called into the interview, and just as they they come and grab her she gets a call and she decides that she needs to take it yeah. already a bad look come on um and then it's cash yeah um he's on the road they talk for a little while tyra asks cash if he'll be faithful <laughs> to her while on the road and cash says that he'll try like a <laughs> clown <sighs> And, and, and like the try came at the very end of yeah. this whole thing. I'm going to try. <laughs> it was, well, it's, it's, a, it's a long time away and there's going to be yeah. some cold, lonely nights. <laughs> Jeez, Just man. an absolute idiot. Oh, I feel like if and you are. I mean, for a number of reasons. Uh, yeah. I feel like if you are, are the woman in that situation, like you hang Get up out. the phone at that point. Yeah. Like, Get okay, never out. mind. <laughs> I don't care how much I cared with you before. Uh, I cared about you before. Uh, I'm hanging up the phone. Yeah. He'll try. That's what he ends the conversation on. And she's obviously crushed. And she goes into the interview that way. Mm-hmm. And it goes about as well as you would expect. Um, I mean, it, 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 it. we assume that she's going to bomb it. Yeah. I think it's kind of implied one, especially in the next scene. Uh, Tyra visits Tammy and kind of asks like, Hey, did you, did they call you or whatever? And Tammy's just kind of like they did. Mm, <laughs> yes. Uh, I think it went fine. <laughs> I think it went okay. Um, but yeah, she's this, yeah. clearly being nice about it. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it just doesn't, uh, doesn't sound great. No. Uh, so we establish here. I, I made a comment about her age earlier uh, that she's 18 or 17. She says in the interview that she's 17 years old. So if we think back to season one, remember the oily guy Mm -hmm. that she like spends the night in the hotel with? Yep. She's 15 years old. Yeah. What was his name? Trevor or Tanner? (laughs) Yeah. Some Chad name like that. Something like that. Uh, who we assume has got to be like 25 at the youngest because he's got like some high paying oil. Yeah, oil job. job. So that's a 25 year old uh, spending the night in the hotel with a 15 year old. So uh, I don't know. I'm I'm guessing they didn't 
initially intend for Tyra to be a senior. Yeah. I don't or no, so. they intended her to be a senior, but they but then they wanted to keep her around, so they mm-hmm. bumped her, they bumped her back. Uh, yeah, they realized, oh yeah, we've got to stay with these characters <laughs> for a couple of years. We yeah. should probably make them younger. <laughs> oh, this is going to be more than one season of this show. Uh, I guess they can't <laughs> all graduate and be gone. So, uh, but that creates some very very questionable situations uh, yes. in retrospect. So. I just thought of that as I was, as she said that she was 17. I was like, Ugh, mm-hmm. gross. Yeah. All right. So we're at practice again. Coach Wade and Coach Taylor, not off to a great start. Um, we see Wade putting Matt through receiver drills that he learned at uh, Coach's camp at USC. And Coach says, well, this isn't USC. And Matt needs to go back to quarterback, basically. Yep. Uh, coach keeps falling back on this excuse of what if Matt gets injured and then JD gets injured and then I don't have a quarterback. Yeah. Which man you've got, I feel like then you're just in the normal position of like 95% of high school teams where you have a really good quarterback and then you have like a crappy underclassman. You basically have two incredible quarterbacks, either one that could take you to state. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you've got a, you've got a wealth of, of, uh, yeah. an abundance of riches here. You should probably spread it out a little bit. Yeah. There's no reason to play. What if when both of them are playing healthy right now? Yeah. Like, but he's stubborn. We, we heard yes, from Julia he that he's stubborn. Yeah. So it's probably less about the injuries and more about coach Taylor's pride or whatever. Way, yeah. Yep. Um, so coach sends Matt back to quarterback after practice. Joe McCoy catches coach. Smiling Joe. Smiling Joe. <laughs> uh, tells coach he's he's glad that they could set aside their different that coach could set aside their differences and do what's best for the team, which again, very condescending and sleazy. Yeah, and, coach is not clearly like visibly upset. Yeah. Uh, about this. Joe McCoy, not a great person. I think yeah. we're we've established this. Um, yes. not a great interaction. So, uh, up next, Coach and Tammy go to look at the house. Coach isn't having it. Uh, Tammy mentions all the uh, advantages of the house, including the advantages of the yard. I don't know if you caught this quote, but I got a good chuckle out of it. Uh-uh. That uh, Tammy says, in this big yard, you can grill, toss the ball around with Julie. And Coach oh goes, now, is this the same Julie? Uh, is this... <laughs> Star Julie, or is this going to be another Julie? Because, uh, <laughs> but yeah, coach says they can't afford the house. Tammy uh, thinks that they can. They kind of have a whispered argument as Katie McCoy yeah. uh, stands nearby. Uh, I don't think it was Katie McCoy at this point. It was a different real estate agent. Mm. Um, so not quite as awkward as if it was Katie McCoy, but it's, it's uh buddy Garrity's same real estate uh, oh, person. Sure. The one that he like chewed out on the phone yep. and spoke very rudely to <laughs> yes. uh, who's an anxious ball of energy. So <laughs> yeah, it doesn't go well uh, in that conversation. Okay. I wrote coach and Jason going to find Wendell, yes. but Just that's street street and uh, rigs. Yeah. They go to, uh, I guess Wendell's still living in the dorm. Like yeah. where he was living seemed like a, a dorm. Like, yeah, it was definitely building. a dorm. Yep. Yeah. That's what I assume. Um, 
ask. They go, uh, well, Jason goes to talk to Wendell, uh, try to talk him into signing with whatever his name is. <laughs> Mr. Halbert or something like that. <laughs> yep. Uh, Street gives Wendell a big old Coach Taylor-esque inspirational speech about yeah. every, you know, you sign with the little guy and every he's, he'll stick with you because he's you're his next meal and all this uh, yeah. stuff. Honestly, pretty convincing, I thought. Yeah. I thought he made some really good points. He did. Wendell then smartly asked Street what he gets out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Street's, Street's honest with him. Yeah, he puts it all out there. And I think one of the reasons it was so his little speech was so convincing is he had this line where it obviously tied back to what Street was talking about. Because, yeah, like you said, he's talking about how um, this Mr. Halbert or whatever his name is, the agent that he's trying to get Wendell to sign with, that Wendell's going to be his meal ticket, um, going to pay for his kid's college and stuff like that. And, he's, uh-huh. and then Jason says, when success is essential to keeping a family together, there is nothing a man will not do, um, which is obviously the point of this whole endeavor for Jason. So that's probably why it's so convincing because Jason yeah. believed it deep down in his guts. Um, so he does get Wendell to agree to go back to the agency. They go in. Uh, the agent invites them both back to talk, and things are looking good. But not Tim. Tim no, spends Tim's, yeah. almost this entire episode in waiting rooms <laughs> or just outside. <laughs> it's true. While Street does stuff. Yep. Yep. But but that's that's the kind of friend that Tim Tim mm-hmm. Riggins is. He'll uh, he'll do whatever it takes to to see his buddies succeed. So, mm-hmm. um, Matt is over at the Taylor's house, uh, I believe, for a meal. Yes, and there is. Just so much tension <laughs> in the air at this point. And there's like multiple, multiple uh, conflicts and sources of tension that are intersecting over the meal table here. Yes. Yes. Um, and Julie, Julie brings up Matt playing wide receiver. Um, yeah, just Matt. blurts it out. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like, okay, we're just going to talk about this. Yeah. I think you should like Matt play wide receiver um, in that way that only Julie can do. Um, Matt does tell Coach he knows the roots. Uh, coach, or he says something like, How about this? You have me run 10 roots right now. Yeah. And if I get one wrong, I won't bring it up again. And Coach is like, 10 roots. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, um, Matt's a quarterback. He's gonna like, yeah. He's gonna know what the, how to run a route. Like he's gonna yeah. know what the receiver is supposed to do because he's the one that's supposed to put the ball in there. So like, of course he's gonna run them correctly. And I think I could probably get like at least eight of the ten routes correctly. <laughs> I know what a post is. I know what a fade right. is. I know what a button hook is. Like, And I played center 20 <laughs> years ago <laughs> in high school football. <laughs> like, I've played Madden. Like, I understand right, right. <laughs> what it is. So seems like Matt's uh, set up for success then. I appreciated in the middle, at, in the middle of Julie's uh, bringing, awkwardly bringing up the conversation that coach is like, 
trying to change the subject. <laughs> it says something along the lines. Uh, let's talk about the house that we can't afford. How about that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to change the subject. So they go out, they run the routes. Matt hits all of them. Oh, well, no, he does not. He does not catch the last pass. But when he comes back, everyone's looking pretty dejected. Matt looking dejected. Tammy looking dejected. Julie looking dejected. Coach makes some comments about, that was a piss poor pass, son. I'll think about it. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, Matt pulls it off. He's got Coach at least considering it. Mm -hmm. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. Yep. Uh, This is a funny little bit. As they're walking back to the house, Coach quietly asks Tammy, "Uh, do you have any aspirin in the house? (laughs) (laughs) And Tammy says along the lines of like, I haven't seen you throw like that since, you know, 20 years ago or something. Yeah. Yeah. Coach is uh, getting old. I get it. I'm 34 and there are just things that I never would have given a second thought to even like five years ago where Mm. now I do it and it's like, Oh my Lord, uh, my body did not like that. And (laughs) we'll pay for that for several days. So Apparently, I've crossed that threshold a bit. Yeah, well, that makes two of us. Last summer, my little brother graduated from high school. And when I was back home for his graduation, we, uh, I was like, let's play a little one-on-one in the driveway. <laughs> and like maybe like two points into the game, I was gassed. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is it's pretty sad. I need to get in better shape. When uh when Benny Kenny was born, we were staying waiting for the paperwork paperwork to clear in Florida, and uh, he wasn't sleeping good. And so I was in an unfamiliar house. We had a great beach house; it was awesome because uh, we were stuck in Florida for three weeks. But we had a great beach house, but unfamiliar house. I had to go down the stairs in the middle of the night to help him with something, and I missed a step and I turned my ankle. And instantly it was like, oh, that was not good. Uh, But he is over a year and a half now. And my ankle still hurts every day. (laughs) Every single day I have a moment where it's like, oh, my freaking ankle. And I got to like twist it around and and flex it and stretch it until it pops. And then it feels a little better. But that's just one of those things where it's like, well, okay, I guess uh, I'm approaching middle age and my body does not uh, bounce back like it used to. (laughs) So I guess now I will just, for the rest of my life, have a crap ankle. Stuck, Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I did physical therapy and everything and uh, still hurts. So uh, I feel coach's pain there. Uh, Tyra is at home. She's broken up about the college situation. Uh, Cash comes to say goodbye, and Tyra he like shows up and surprises her. It's yeah, yeah. Which again, crappy, crappy human being. Like you were, she wasn't even expecting you to say goodbye when you're going going to be gone for several months. Um, But he shows up, say goodbye, and on the spot, Tyra decides. Since I, I, you know, I think since she kind of bombed that interview and is feeling crappy about everything, uh, decides on the spot she's going to go with him on a rodeo tour and screw school. Let's go. So she throws her bag into the back of the pickup and off they go. 
hate to see it. Tammy wakes up coach in the middle of the night. Uh, she wants to talk about the house. She just can't stop thinking about it. As we were watching this episode, I told Angie, I was like, this is 100% something that you would do. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. It's like, we were both very much playing the, I am like the constant. We can't afford it. We can't, yeah. we can't afford to do that. Um, and she's <laughs> the constant, like, we have to do it. We have to do this. Like, it's always this. And it's like, uh. um, so yeah, it was a very, very relatable conversation. Yeah. Yep. She she won't let it go. She wants him. She tries to get him to agree. Let's just go look at it one more time together as partners. That's all I ask. And coach basically agrees just to get so that he's able to go back to sleep. Kind of seems like, mm-hmm. but um, he does agree. They go back to the house. Tammy is like super giggly and bubbly about it. I, I don't know. It's. It's not Tammy. Yeah. Usually we love Tammy, right? Like usually yeah. she's, she's the, could be the MVP of any given episode at any given time. Not a great Tammy episode here. And I think this, no. this scene is another example of it. Very giggly, bubbly about it. Coach kind of has his come back down to earth moment. Listen, as much as I would love to give you and the kids this house, we just cannot do it. Um, man, I really resonated with, I resonated with this next part where he says he'd go crazy. He wouldn't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. Um, it would just be, yeah, anxiety and worry inducing. They just can't do it. Uh, (laughs) I really resonated with it because we just bought this camper, uh, Mm -hmm. like a, a month or two ago and, Oh my gosh. It is just constantly on my mind because we tore everything out. And so it's like all these renovations that have to happen. And it's like, are we putting value back into this thing? When we try to sell it, uh, is this going to detract from the value or take away or, or add to the value? It's just like always on my mind and Mm -hmm. always something that needs to be done. Um, and so, yeah, I feel coach on this, like, gonna lose sleep over it it's gonna be more stress than it's worth tammy actually takes it really well though she yeah yeah she realizes after all this effort that she's put in like she knows that it's not just him playing uh playing hard to get you know i think maybe she's learned the same lessons that that julie has learned by telling her you know telling matt earlier in the episode just be persistent Mm -hmm. just keep on him Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that, yeah, it's maybe the, uh, the final nail in the coffin for her to realize like, oh, this isn't just him saying, oh, we can't do it. Like, this is an actual, yeah, like we can't do this. Yep. Um, she says, no, I don't really need this house. The important f- thing for her was that they did it together and that they're on the same team. And she felt that, um, and so she's good with it. So the 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 house thing is put to bed. It's done. Uh, they're good on that. Let me ask you: Can you think of a time when you when you made a purchase like like Coach is talking about, where it just like ate at you and worried you and was more trouble than it's worth, or like you you did it and then it basically gave you anxiety because of what it what it meant for you yes 
Um, I'm trying to think of a specific, specific example. I know that I definitely have. Uh-huh. Um, first one that comes to my mind is probably that, uh, that Mazda that I bought about 10 years ago. <laughs> yes. Um, had real big buyer's remorse on that uh, yeah, pretty yeah, quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't hold up the greatest. Did ever. not hold up the greatest, but it no. turned out okay. Vehicles, vehicles suck, man. I there's nothing fun about uh, buying and maintaining a vehicle, right? Because it, like yeah. it's, it's mostly like they're constantly losing value. They're constantly requiring maintenance, and so it's it's basically yeah. So we're we're in that right now. We our van, which we bought from my grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, our van is giving out and it's constantly like the door, the automatic door sliding door in the back. Um, it doesn't, it's like the sensor doesn't work. And so it always thinks that it's open slightly. Mm-hmm. And so every time we hit a bump or go around oh, a God. sharp curve, like it's like ding, 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 ding. The door's open. Oh, ding, 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 ding. And then like that, like, and it like triggers on and off, which then like makes the electrical system bug out which then kills the battery and it's like, ah, this only has a hundred thousand miles on it. <laughs> like we, but her Lindsay's dad is a mechanic and he's like, well, uh, if it's dinging, you can pretty much just, uh, make a beat and sing a tune to the music until you buy a new <laughs> van. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay. Dang. We just, uh, bought a new pickup because a high schooler smashed into my old pickup uh just bought a camper now we got to buy a new van so yeah Yeah. not not fun purchases because it's not like we're gonna buy something like cool and exciting we're gonna buy a functional van (laughs) (laughs) at the best price we can get so yeah and i and that was not a good time uh to buy a car at least not two falls there, I um, went and drove around the lots in Sioux Center today. We have like two pretty sizable dealerships, and they're mm-hmm. like maybe at thirty percent of what yeah. they usually are. There's just nothing there. Yeah, inventory is super low. And I, because I was like kind of playing around the idea of like getting a Prius, like a used Prius, <laughs> uh-huh. and you know, there's something just yeah. gas functional for you know the next however long. And my car uh-huh. is in great shape like and it's yeah. only got 80,000 miles on it so oh, nice. I've got I've got some time with it but just kind of like playing around with the idea and then like yeah I literally just like read an article in the Argus a couple days ago <laughs> like yeah now's not a good time so just no nope I'm sitting alright with my <laughs> yeah. alright with my Impala she got us to pier over the weekend no problems so and I had Angie's, Angie's cousin is like a hobby mechanic <laughs> and there's like a couple of things that are just like minor annoyances but not like a major issue yeah um like so when i go up to fill with gas you know how you can just like squeeze the pump and just like step away and it'll Uh like know when it's full so it automatically like you have to stand there and like squeeze it just barely otherwise it'll automatically think yeah which is like it's only really annoying like the winter time when it's like super cold yeah to stand there um and he was like yeah sorry i can't fix it it's probably something like you could take to a mechanic and like it's it's like he's like it's something bigger than I could just fix just looking at it. Right. I was like, well, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. So yeah. just little things like that that I'm like, ah, it's annoying. But <laughs> yeah, I'll live like, with it. Hard to justify spending tens of thousands of dollars exactly. to get a new vehicle on, but also mm. yeah, like freaking annoying. So yeah. yeah. Well, if anybody's got a 
uh, a nice used van that they're looking to get off their hands, uh, reach out to us at Reliving Lights on Twitter and let me know. <laughs> we can make be, a deal. I'll be keeping an eye out for for functional vans as well. Yeah, thanks. All right. So Jason is on his way with Tim to go see Aaron. Tell her about about the job. Did we say that Tim or that Jason got the job? I don't think we've established that yet. Um, um no, uh, well, I, I can't remember if we had mentioned or not. We mentioned that he went to the, into the meeting with Wendell, but yeah, he got the job. Um, yeah. Maybe we find out in this scene. I don't have it clearly marked in my notes, but let's just say we do. We find out that Jason got the job, so that's yes. great. Mm-hmm. He's on his way to tell Aaron about it and basically to ask like, hey, can I move in with you? Yeah. <laughs> practicing, his, practicing his speech um, in the taxi. Yep. Um, very curious how much this taxi ride cost. From yeah, to New Jersey. Like New York City to uh, like residential New Jersey. <laughs> uh, because it seems like a pretty long cab ride. Yeah. Like it's implied that it's uh, a pretty long cab ride. So yeah, I wonder what the I just thought about. I wonder what the best way to go about that ride is. Do you just go ahead and rent a car for a day and head out there? Or I have no idea. Is there a, no clue? a train or something that goes that way. That's but, you would think that would be the logical move. Yeah, and yeah. like, also I suppose he like wanted to surprise her or whatever, but like, you'd think you could be like, Hey, I'm in the city. <laughs> right. You know, like, yeah, but, no, but he takes a cab all the way out there. We get a, a scene of practice again, a lot of practice in this episode, no game. Yes. Um, But Matt does get his shot at receiver. Coach relents, lets him have a shot at it, and it's looking like he's nailing it. He's he's doing well. He's he's making his catches and running his routes, and looks like Matt's got himself a job as a wide receiver on the Dillon Panthers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Last scene of the episode: Riggs and Jason arrive at Aaron's house, and uh, Jason's about ready to to head in. Tim tells him, uh, "Quote." I hope you get everything you want, but no matter what happens in there, you'll always be my best friend and you deserve to be happy. Uh, we all Texas forever. Mm-hmm. So call back to first season. Jason rolls up to the front steps. <laughs> uh, can't, there's a, there's a step there that he can't get up. Can't ring the doorbell. Yeah. Aaron comes to the she door anyway. Comes to the door. Yeah. <laughs> I also made note of that, that, she just kind of like walks to the door, which yeah, I guess whatever. They didn't because Tim, that. as Tim has been doing this whole episode, just stands back <laughs> and watches from a distance. Go ring the doorbell, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you came all the way to New York City. You can't get out of the out of the cab to go ring the doorbell. Uh yeah, she's like kind of what the heck are you doing here? Street puts it all out there, tells her everything, and Aaron seems very receptive, very happy about the situation. It's looking good for Jason. We close the episode on a shot of Tim looking simultaneously yeah, very happy and like also a, very sad. Yeah, it's it's gets real close. We're getting the full Taylor Kitsch experience yeah. here. And um, uh, yeah, J- Jason also mentions. I just want to bring this yeah. up that um, that he got the job. And that he's going to be making $40,000 a year, which even 12 years ago in New York, in New I feel York. like is not livable. 
<laughs> maybe yeah, I guess no. if he's living with Aaron in like maybe if they don't have to pay rent. Yeah, yeah, she might be living with her parents. Might right. be able to make that work. But even still, wow. That is a like that's barely making more than what I was making as a uh youth pastor in right. small town Iowa. Yeah. So he's a sports agent in New York City and getting paid 40,000. So, not great, but uh they're happy to it's uh yeah, things are looking to be headed in the right direction for their little family. And yeah, obviously Tim is happy for Jason, but also very sad uh, for their friendship. He's losing Jason to, to the big city. Nice little acting, uh, moment from Taylor Kitsch. I thought he conveyed that well. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Roll credits. That's the end of the episode. We'll be right back with our awards for the week. Okay, we're going to give out some awards, and as we always do, we will start out with the Coach Taylor inspo rating for this episode. Coach pretty much just shutting people down uh, in this episode, telling people no for 85% of it. (laughs) Yeah, um, not a whole lot of, yeah, inspiration. He's shooting down Matt, he's shooting down Tammy. Um, doesn't really give any inspirational speeches. Um, yeah, all. tries to shoot down hiring Wade as the uh, <laughs> right um, assistant coach in Max Place. So, yeah, not a whole lot of inspiration. I guess at the end, his little, you know, I guess what he did wasn't so much inspirational as it was like relatable um, with them deciding not to buy the house. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't you got to go low here, maybe a two or a three. I feel like the only real case you can make for a coach being inspirational in this episode is that as he's kind of being stubborn, as Julie points out to all and resisting all of these ideas, I feel like he does make reasonable decisions on all of them in some cases, such as uh, the coaching decision and putting Matt in as wide receiver. He kind of relents and goes with, what's best for the team in the house decision. He sticks to his guns. Mm -hmm. Even when I feel like it would have been pretty easy to just like say, all right, let's do it. Let's, let's go with it. Cause Tammy really wanted it. It seems like, like Tammy does make some headway and does kind of, and I think he does really, really weigh the options and think, think of all the ways that they maybe could pull it off. But I think that he knows you know, he could lose his job at any time and then yep. that's, yeah. So I think, I think a two is a pretty reasonable um, score for the inspirating this week. Cause I wouldn't necessarily call them super inspirational. I just think it's being a, a really solid, reasonable person, which, you know, sure. We'll, we'll call that inspiring. Sure. That's yeah, in a way <laughs> hard to come by sometimes these days. So, sure. all right. So that's a two for the inspirating. The Julie Taylor hatometer. Uh, we don't get a ton of Julie except in the coach and Matt Saracen situation. Um, so, what do you think? Did you like her shoving the just shoving the wide receiver question to the forefront? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, t- 
to me, no, that that gave her a, a point on the hate meter. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, um, and I'm. I guess I'm neutral on the idea of her telling Matt, like, just be persistent. Yeah. Um. So I'm. I'm thinking like a, you know, a strong one, maybe a light two at, at worst. Yep. I think a one is fair because, yeah, like I like I said, uh, it was annoying. I don't know if I'd straight up call it super hateable. So Mm -hmm. let's go with a one for Julie this week. Um, Not a lot to work with. Big Rig beer tally. Did we see in New York? They celebrated with a beer after they sold the house at the very beginning of the episode. That's the only one that I noted. Yeah. Uh, I did get a little chuckle. We didn't mention this before, but Billy is trying to come up with like a toast for it. And (laughs) he says something like, I can't remember who says, but Tim says, that's not a cheers, Billy. (laughs) (laughs) That was just a funny line. Uh, Okay. So I'm I'm kind of surprised that Tim didn't try to pull an open container in Times Square. Right. Uh, He just kind of assumed that he'd be drinking in New York City. All right. So that's one on our big rig beer tally this week. Uh, The Alamo Freeze presents the Matt Saracen, aw shucks, goofus, maloofus moment of the week. I think him uh, approaching coach while he's watering the yards. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, and coach absolutely just trying to pass him off to Julie <laughs> in the process. Yep. Buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Uh, I feel like we've got a clear winner on this. The very yes. condescending, taking a drink out of your nice new flexi straw. And then before yeah. he's even out of the room, moving on to the business of replacing Mac McGill. Yes. So 100%. That was a pretty easy one, buddy. And really, all we saw of Buddy was pretty much just that one. One. I want to think. I think we need to keep do our best to keep tabs on what happens with Mac. Um, <laughs> like, if they acknowledge this again, what if he dies? I don't know. I just, I, <laughs> I've seen the next episode, and they do not address it at all. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all right, that. All right. <laughs> Notable music cues. We got a little T Rex. Yeah. Action there. Hmm. What was the song, 20th Century Boy? Yes. Okay, which is apparently um, a popular song. It's one of those songs, like when I think of it, I think of like a car commercial. It's a real car commercial song. <laughs> really? I'll have to take yeah. another listen to it for sure. Yeah. Outdated pop culture reference of the week. Anything we need to cancel? Anything along those lines? Not having a smartphone to navigate yeah. New York City is kind of an out. That's definitely, it's, yeah. In a way, it's outdated. I don't know if it's a pop yeah. culture reference, but. Well, I mean, even though this is, what, 2008, 2009? Yeah, 2008 is when I it mean, came out. I mean, the yeah. iPhone was out by then. Yeah. Um, I don't know if anybody in Dillon, Texas would have had it, but. Yeah. Um, or, you know, maybe we wouldn't have, we maybe collectively didn't know how to use it as well as we uh, <laughs> do today. But Right. Um, yeah, I think the just the wandering around New York and struggling <laughs> with um, with the New York lifestyle is is uh, the yeah. I think that's good. Yep, yep. All right, our quote of the episode. What are our nominations? I wrote down a few. This I I'm, I've usually lately been really really bad at writing down quotes. Yeah, um, but I do have a couple of nominations here. The first being. Why don't you take a drink of water with your new flexi straw? <laughs> um, my buddy. Yeah. And then the um, uh, coach asking Tammy after she says, you can toss the ball around uh, with Julie. He says, 
<laughs> is that our Julie? Is there going to be another Julie? <laughs> um, and then him one. also coach um, asking the, them, do we have any aspirin in the house? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Throwing some balls to, uh, to Matt, but I think the, uh, the flexi straw, that's definitely my my winner as well. Mm. I'll I'll throw in another nomination that's not a winner, and I don't think I'm doing it justice. Uh, I read it earlier. Uh, you need the full Tim Riggins delivery, but his kind of uh, little pep talk to Jason. Let's take a beat here. Where are we? Times Square, Big Apple, taking a big bite out of it. You know what else? We got Gypsy tonight. It's got strippers in it. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Riggins is. Uh, much better delivery, but definitely I think we got to go with the take a drink out of your new flexi straw. <laughs> <laughs> Just the the full buddy on that. Yeah, one. yeah. All right, who's our MVP of the episode? That's a good question. I got a couple nominations. I think. Yeah. I think I. I think I know who my pick is. I'm going to go ahead and nominate uh, Matt Saracen here because I feel like he sets out with a goal um, and he gets it done. He steps up. You know, does the wide receiver thing, proves himself, and makes it happen. So that's a that's a W for, yeah. for Matt. Um, I don't think that's the biggest W of the episode. Right. No, that's I think a good one. Um, I mean, I think Street. That's, that's it. Yeah, is is probably the the MVP. Yeah, he, hard to argue. And this is his last appearance for a while. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, we don't see Street for a while after this, so yeah. Uh, might as well send him out on a on a high note. As far as I know, this could be the last we see him. I can't remember, but it's not. Um, but okay. it's one of the last. Yeah, I mean, we already talked about what a ridiculous plan this was, but he goes for it. He <laughs> makes it happen, and he basically gets everything he wants. So. MVP right there. Yep. Congratulations, Jason Street. You are the MVP of this episode. Okay, what are we gonna? What kind of rating? How'd you feel about this episode? Uh, I've, a, I watched these two, this one and the next one together, and I got to tell you, I, I enjoyed. I like. I thought they were really good. Yeah. I enjoyed them both. I don't know if they're particular. Either one was particularly strong, right? But I I thought they were entertaining episodes to say the least yeah um i thought this episode was good um i was surprised to see that it had like an 8.7 on imdb which seems a little high yeah but i think yeah like a strong seven i like that rating a strong seven if we give it that qualifier i feel like a straight seven's not doing it enough um right but a strong seven is good for me so Strong seven. I like that we got to go out and see New York City through the eyes of yes. Tim Riggins and Jason <laughs> Street. That was good. Um, I like that we got plenty of Taylor family uh, interaction and a little bit of drama in there. It's, yeah. It's a fun episode. It was good. Okay. So, what's our moral of the episode? What do we learn? What are our takeaway lessons? I think the takeaway, the number one takeaway of the episode to me is two out of three times. If you're just <laughs> persistent, all your dreams will come true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, Matt got the wide receiver 
thing, uh, Jason went ahead and made his dreams come true in the big city, but Tammy didn't get her house. So, uh, that's a pretty good percentage. 66% of the time, if you're persistent, you can get whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, a good, it's good to average. This is, this is very practical, but I would say, um, if you go to New York city, bring a freaking smartphone, uh, it'll make <laughs> your life way easier. I don't know. Like, you know, you ever think about how, like how people did it? No. Like 15 years ago. <laughs> I, I am just like, so yeah, I am just old enough to remember like prior to the proliferation of even like GPS units for right. your car yep. where I went on a road trip across the United States. And prior to that road trip, I printed off like yeah. 25 pages of map quest directions. And yeah. if you missed a turn on your map quest forget directions, about forget about it. You either have to f- like completely adapt and figure it out on your own, or you have to like circle back to where you missed your turn before and then try uh. and like Try again, basically, from there. Uh, You won't hear me say this very often, but you got to hand it to Randall Brumba for, (laughs) you know, taking us to, like, Kansas City and Omaha when we were in high school and just, like, navigating and getting around. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how people did it. I really, like, anytime that I even go to, like, pretty much any city bigger than Sioux Falls, I can navigate Omaha pretty easily, I guess. But that's about, like, my peak. Um, and even that, like, unless I'm going to like the old market downtown Omaha, which is like right off the interstate. Yeah. Like we went to this comedy club last or two years ago now, um, in Omaha that was like way on the other side of the city. And I like, no way I could have found that without, um, without a GPS. I remember Um, in about 2006, I went on a choir tour to California and the one of the host families that we stayed with one of the nights, we were like in maybe San Diego or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember we, I, I think, I can't remember where we were going. We were going to like go to some restaurant or something for that night that we like picked out or something. Anyway, I just remember she got out this book. It was like a San Diego like atlas or whatever you want to call right. it. Yeah. It was an actual like book size thing and she like had to go to the back and like find the name of this restaurant or wherever we were going and then it gave her like a page and then like a grid coordinate so like d17 and so you had to go to that page and like find it on the map and then figure out like flip pages figure out where you were and then like plot your course goodness gracious unreal no wonder uh, vacations when I was a kid and in high school were like stressful for my parents navigating around all these places. Yeah. I just, it's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Well, good lessons. Good episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, good to get another, get another episode in with you here. Yeah. Um, we're cutting it tight. We've uh, been pretty bad. I mean, you know, it's not anybody's fault. Just things haven't worked out recording wise. And yeah, this is like the first time we're going to record an episode and release it the same week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ever. So we should have made some timely references to what's oh, going yeah. on in the world, but, <laughs> um, how about, uh, 
How about those Clippers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no spoilers. I, I, oh. I uh, we started at halftime or a little after halftime. I'm rooting for Sorry. the Suns in that, but yeah, uh, I am also rooting for the Suns in that series. Go Suns and go I don't care between the Ox, the Hawks, or the Bucks. But uh, yeah, how about those NBA 2021 NBA playoffs? Huh? Yeah. Uh, will we know? Yeah, we'll probably know who's in the finals by the time this episode airs, right? Depends on theoretically, how yeah. Depends on, yeah, yeah. Well, yep. go Bucks and go Suns and <laughs> go Bucks to take it all. I'm, I, I, I love a great superstar player in a small market. Yep. So yep. go Giannis. Uh, love that. Um, I've got at least two friends from Milwaukee proper, so oh, I'm wow. happy for them. Uh, one of them is a Dallas Mavericks fan of oh, all things. Okay. Uh, but, um, but you know, I'm sure he's probably cheering for yeah. How um, could you not for the Bucks and yeah? So go go Bucks. Um, I my, my apologies to the Ericsons. Um, I know <laughs> yeah. that they're uh, cheering for the Suns and and hoping for a Suns win. But um, I yep. and I mean, as you and I have discussed privately, Suns is a pretty small market for the NBA, and I honestly don't know that I could name one player for the Suns. So that's also oh, wow. pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> right on, right on. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say, go Suns! Shout out to the Erickson brothers, uh, and I just think they are a really a team that's put together really well. They've right. got like all the right corresponding pieces that fit together well. So, uh, and you, you, you know, I'm a LeBron stan. Yes, absolutely. Um, I'm do or die for LeBron for sure. Things. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, I just think he's great. I think he's a great person. I think he's a great basketball player. There you go. Um, but, uh, that being said, I do think it's really cool that, I mean, I've, I've had a, a harder time cheering for LeBron on the Lakers just because the Lakers are such a perennial powerhouse. Yeah. Um, and like NBA history. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's easier to root for Cleveland LeBron than it is oh, 100%. for Laker LeBron. Absolutely. But, um, I do think it is really cool that, the four remaining teams like haven't won an NBA championship in really like, cool. yeah, however long. I don't even know what the numbers are, but I had seen yeah. the stats. So, yep, it's been a long, long time for every team if they've won at all. So, right there's your timely reference to prove uh, <laughs> yeah, that we're actually uh, getting close between recording and releasing. Not that that's necessarily a good thing for us, but hey, right. we'll, <laughs> we'll take it's been a little bit stressful, <laughs> but. <laughs> We're making we're, it happen. We're we're figuring it out. <laughs> Recording on a Monday night, I think that's got to be a first. Yeah, uh, for sure. So, well, uh, shout out to our listeners in the West Indies. Uh, not showing up on the stats in the last month or so. Ooh. So, uh, we, we hope you're back soon. Hopefully, yeah. you just you know got st- other stuff going on. They got tired you, of the spotlight. <laughs> I guess so. What happened? So, uh, shout out to our listeners in Laos. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Good to have. Uh, uh, all of you, you, maybe one of you, four listens from the Lao People's Democratic Republic. Um, good to have you. Welcome aboard. Uh, and to everyone else, everywhere else, uh, thanks for yes. listening. Uh, check us out on Twitter, Reliving Lights. I think we tweet updated. us. Yeah, please tweet at us. We'd love to uh, hear your thoughts. Um, I believe we actually updated uh, Facebook for the first time in a long time. So Yes, uh, I uh, if I haven't anybody. updated it with the latest episode that you posted on Friday, but yep. I did uh, update it the previous episode. So I will 
get around to that. So if any of you are out there, there's an update for you, but maybe just come over to Twitter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> going to be honest, not all, not about the Facebook. I actually, on the Facebook post, I put like, been a while since we've updated Facebook because it's a hellscape. Uh, <laughs> we should all log off forever, I think is what I said. Let's see. That sounds, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, we've been very bad at updating our Facebook page lately because Facebook is an unbearable hellscape and we should all log off of it forever. <laughs> that being said, episode 306. Uh, there you go. So. Great to have you all with us, regardless of whether you're at or what your social media preference is. Uh, but obviously we'd prefer you'd be from the West Indies and that you use yes. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Glad to have you. Anthony, great to talk Friday Night Lights with yes. you. That's it for this week. We will see you next week for another episode of Reliving the Lights of Friday Night Lights Rewatch Podcast. Peace. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.